This is not about freedom or personal choice. I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. He would have told me that it would be normal to hear people wish other people would die based on a health choice they made. I want to believe you. I'm just so disgusted by the state of the world right now. As healthcare workers, we do not, as a decent human being, we do not wish other people die. Natural law. As a society becomes more immoral, that society will become more enslaved. And now here's the host, Bill Hoy. Hello, anyone out there that's listening. This is another Natural Law Podcast episode on Anchor Spotify. This is episode 80. I'm the host, Bill Hoy. My website is willhoy.com. It's August 2022, something like uh, August 21st, I think. 2022. uh. So, this is Natural Law. Episode 80. And once again, I'm Bill Hoy. And another another uh, episode here. And I'm just keeping on going. Trying to stay positive as much as I can. So... Boy, these IRS agents, folks, I got I to gotta mention this again. These IRS agents, are they're being trained. I mean, there's videos. There's pictures. These IRS agents, they're like being trained for war. And I was just looking at a picture of them and just looking at these. They're just, you know, they're like young adults. <clears throat> and, uh. They just look like, I don't know, they're just like baby-faced. One picture that I saw, and I'm telling you folks, this country is about to explode. This country is about to explode like a bomb. And, I mean, while I do think a lot of people are just going to lay down to these agents, I mean, once again, if... I can't even really say I I know what's exactly going to happen, but if if it does come to it where these they sent uh, the people who are in charge of these IRS agents send these agents out to really do some aggressive stuff, trying to 
kidnap and throw people in cages for messing up on their tax returns or maybe not wanting to pay a, a vaccine tax or whatever. I really think a lot of these IRS agents, at least the ones that I was looking at, aren't going to be ready for what they're going to be dealing with. And that's not a good thing. I don't say that happily at all. Uh, that, that, that's not a good thing at all. Uh, I, these IRS agents are, are not going to be ready. Because there's folks, there's there's people out there that are really, I mean, I'm, I'm sick of it all and I'm angry and I'm ready. I, I'm ready to fight. But folks, there's people out there that make me look like a snowflake. And I mean, these IRS agents are going to come up on some people that are just going to be ready to really rip them to ribbons. And I'm sure there's many of these IRS agents that are more than happy and willing to kick people's doors in and kill people and kidnap people and assault people and stuff like that. So I'm sure there's some of them that will be ready. I'm sure they'll, they're, they're hiring people, <clears throat> former military people, combat veterans and stuff. So I'm sure those people will be ready. But a lot of these other ones, at least the, these IRS agents that I looked at in, in some of these pictures, I don't think they're going to be ready. I don't think they're going to be ready for, I mean, once again, I do think a lot of people will lay down, but I think there, there's an element in this country that's ready to explode. And these people that are ready to explode here in this country, America, um, are not going to be nice. They're going to be vicious, vicious. These IRS agents, they have, some of them really have no, I really think they have no idea what, what they're going to be dealing with. This, this is, this is a terrible situation. I don't, I really can't say I, I, I know what's going to happen with this. No zitches. But um, this this is a bad situation, and um, um, I'm sure many of you maybe have heard about the CDC rolling back all the restrictions and mandates and stuff like that, and of course getting some resistance from the ruling class, and that's all. That's all. Uh, that's all a conundrum, I'll say, complex puzzle. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, folks. I, I I'd have to look into this more. I I'm assuming probably this is phase two, I guess, of their agenda 2030, the ruling class. I mentioned them, the WEF, United Nations. I mean, even Kissinger has a quote where. He thinks that eventually in time, people will embrace United Nations troops. Americans will embrace United Nations troops coming into their cities and, in so many words, establishing martial law and stuff like that. So I'm not going to get too deeply into this because I'm just kind of, this is just a rant, but just, uh, just stay up, man. Stay up, stay ready. Keep, keep, you know, keep uh, uh, learning, trying to get 
an idea of what's going on because this this is like I said folks the CB19 thing that was a success and the ruling class is continuing on I've gone over that in, recently and this this is not over folks this is not over this is not over by any means I've been over this the the planet's life support systems I say all evidence shows that they're failing I say this plan I say evidence shows uh, that this planet the thermal energy on this planet is building up at an incredible speed and rate and, that, and that's from many factors not just carbon dioxide you got methane nitrous oxide you got, you got the, the the aerosols in the atmosphere you got a lot of things going on a lot of sources there I think the ruling class is really trying to I'll say in short wrap this up this what is this uh, industrialized society because industrialized society is going to fail that it's the, the ruling class and many scientists have known from the beginning that industrialized militarized society was never going to be something that was sustainable so you got to keep that in mind you got to keep that in mind you got to keep that in mind this is this is not this is not a sustainable paradigm not that I don't think we can have a sustainable paradigm I do think we can have that but that 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 involves a, a elevating of consciousness and which brings me to uh, what I'm just what I wanted to start talking about really in my first general discussion and and that is uh, the bene you know benefits of eating plant-based diets what do I mean by plant-based diets well I'd say diets that mostly are diets of mostly fruits and vegetables and um, I think we can have sustainable communities with gardens and 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 stuff like that and we could we could support ourselves but uh, I'll tell you right now not not folks as long as, long as these as long as the controllers of the world have water followers that are willing to conduct these climate engineering operations the the ionospheric heaters the flying the airplanes and loading the airplanes and all that stuff the the controllers the military ha has weapons that could drought people out deluge people out you know rain them out they can destroy everything they can destroy our ecosystems if they want to so you got to keep that in mind but once again um, the benefits of, of eating plant-based diets I, I just think are, are huge and there's two implications that I talk about I talked about this before I talk about the moral implications and the nutritional benefits and and folks I'm just gonna be blunt that uh, it is true that animals are sentient beings and they do own their lives and it is not a right for us to use these animals as food it's it's just the truth and um, I've always I've never suggested that anybody abruptly quit eating meat you could get very sick <clears throat> I've always suggested that people taper themselves off over a, a good long period of time um, some people are able to uh, go right 
from meat-eating to vegetarianism, uh, not veganism, vegetarianism, uh, within months, under a year, but uh, I'll speak for myself. It's taken me about four years so far, and I'm now down to just eating simple mollusks like clams, uh, uh, really clams, uh, what the hell else are those things called, uh, mussels, and, and like scallops or, or oysters. That's, that's, that's what I'm down to. I don't eat any uh, land-based animals or any other aquatic like fish. Uh, then those simple mollusks, and that's taken me four years to get to that. So this I'll speak for myself, but it just is the truth. And and if we can at least start reducing the amount of animal animal uh, meat that we we could reduce a lot of animal suffering, and we could also reduce the suffering of our ecosystems. I've recommended this book in the past, uh, Animal Factory by, I think it's David Kirby, um, or Daniel Kirby, I think it's David Kirby, but Kirby talks about the destruction to local ecosystems from mainly like pig farms and stuff like that, these industrialized pig farms. And why do these industrialized pig farms exist? Because there's a demand for meat. And the activists, which I give them credit for coming out and speaking out against these pig farms, but the truth is, is the reason why these pig farms, industrialized pig farms exist is because there's a demand for, for meat. You want, you want to, we want to get rid of these pig farms and the destruction to, you know, the, 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 the violence engaged in the suffering involved with these animals, the pigs and the destruction to our ecosystems we have to uh, stop we we have to reduce our demand and stop eventually but reduce our uh, demand for meat and once once again once demand reduces then there'll be no need for these farms that's how we get rid of them instead of petitioning for the violence of government to point guns at these people and tell them they can't have their pig farms i mean the reason why they have their pig farms is because there's a demand so just keep that, in, keep that in mind, I guess. Um, but the nutritional benefits are huge, man. Uh, plant, plants, a plant-based diet is way more nutritional uh, than, than a meat diet. It, it just is. And you get a lot more fiber and it's so much better. And once again, it, it's taken me time to transition, transition to mostly plant-based diet, but I feel good. I, I don't feel, I don't feel like shit. I just wanted to mention this stuff, you know, the nutrition, that's what it's about, folks. It's, it's, we're not, we're not automobiles, okay? We're, we're humans. We, we have trillions of living cells, okay? I mean, an automobile is made up of, of, of trillions of, of atoms, protons, neutrons, and electrons, and as we are as well, but we humans are made up of living cells, trillions of them and we're not we're not automobiles we're, we're, you know we don't need to go to the gas station and fill up we, we need we need nutrition not energy we need nutrition and people get so over focused on protein we we've been lied to folks we don't need as pro much protein as as we think we do and keep in mind we get a, get a lot of 
proteins from a plant-based diet. But of course, our bodies are so used to eating meat that our body doesn't really, our bodies don't digest the the proteins from the plants because the body's just not used to getting them from from getting the proteins from the plants. That's why it takes time to transition from a meat-based diet to a plant-based diet so the body can get used to getting the proper nutrients and proteins that it needs from from the plants. And uh, so that's that's what I've done over the past four years, and I, I'm feeling good. And I, I, this is a whole episode in itself, so I don't want to go too deep into this. I just want to mention this. I, and I, really, I want to, <clears throat> which, what this is bringing me to is the farmer's markets, folks. I'm telling you, farmer's markets. Farmer's markets are, are the way to go. Farmer's markets are the way to go. I, I'm from Ocean County, New Jersey, and I, I go to my local farmer's market, and I support my local farmers because that's that's we got to support our local farmers, folks. That, that's what it's all about everywhere, and wherever you are. You're in Canada, UK, you're in Brazil, you're in New Zealand, Russia, China, Europe, Africa, wherever you are. Support your local farmers, man. That's what it's all about. India, support your local farmers, man. Iran, Iraq, support your local farmers, man. That's what it's all about. That's what I do here in Ocean County, New Jersey. I go to my local farmers markets. It's, it's good stuff. So I'm getting a lot of back background noise. Hold on. And it's somebody's air conditioner in the background. So, oh, well, that's just the way it's going to be. Um, so <clears throat> I'm just going to continue on just talking about just some stuff I thought, thought about from last week, the article I read last week, the forward party uh, article about the third party uh, political bullshit. But once again, I've always said it, at least if you can't walk, if you can't get away from this politics shit, at least start wising up to the left-right paradigm and moving away from uh, that that nonsense and at least look to a third party if you can't get if you can't get away from politics. But um, I'm just getting a lot of resistance. Wow. This is I'll tell you, ever since I moved my office. I just, I just had so, so, so many distractions. Wow. It's like pulsing. Oh, well, I just got it. I just got to I just got to power through it. So, so back to last week's article, back to, uh, um, the forward party. So, I'm just going to start just talking about some things that I was thinking about. And I'm going to go to my notes here, the first bullet point. Moving away from the left-right paradigm is about values. That's what this is about, folks. This isn't about, oh, we need a, a, a different type of ruler. Oh, we need a, a different type of party, which, I mean, I mean, once again, if you're, will, if you're at least looking to walk away from the left-right paradigm and look to a third party, at, at least you're you're becoming more aware, and that's good. But 
Um, this is about values, folks. This is about values. The point is not to rely on a paternal figure. The idea is for the masses to align their behaviors with the good values they claim to have. That's what this is about. This is about all of us. See, once again, everybody wants change, but nobody wants to change themselves. Everybody wants change, but nobody wants to change themselves. I gotta, I gotta repeat that. And if I sound redundant, then I sound redundant because I mean, people just aren't getting that. Everybody's looking to an external, external uh, entity to 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 make change for them when they don't real what they don't realize what we all don't realize we the masses and this this applies this applies everywhere this this is America. This is uh, Canada, Canada, you, you know, you, you guys, man, you know, a lot of, a lot of bullshit going on up in Canada. Canada's really getting bad. New Zealand, really getting bad. Australia, getting bad. The UK, the US is getting bad. Brazil, man, Brazil thing, you know, Brazil's fucked up. Um, India, of course, China, you know, China's fucked up. Russia, it's about, it's about we the people, man. That, that's what this is about. We have to change ourselves and, and we have to we have to align our behaviors with the good values that we claim to have. Because let's be honest, folks, in the world, most people are good intentioned people who don't want to harm others and just want to live their lives and, 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 and have good values, uh, uh, generally, uh, morals, ethics, integrity. But we have to align our behaviors with that and we're not going to get... We're not going to be able to achieve a society where we live in freedom and peace with some, no external paternal figure is going to give that to us. It's never going to happen. We have to, we have to desire to make that happen ourselves. And we do that by aligning our behaviors with the good values that we claim to have. That's what this is about. We can do this. I mean, people, I know people, a lot of people who are just stuck in that political paradigm, even people who are maybe wising up a little bit and wanting to look away from the left-right nonsense, still just get enamored by the whole process. And because once again, you're looking extrinsically, you're not looking within yourself. You're not, you're not looking into the power in yourself. And once again, that power in yourself, many people think, well, I'm just one person. So what can I do? Well, if, if millions of people started finding that intrinsic power in themselves, once again, what is that intrinsic power aligning your behaviors with the good values that they claim to have? If millions of people started doing that, we would definitely get great change in this, in this country. And this applies to every country in the world. This is a worldwide thing too, folks. I want to be clear. I mean, lately I've just been talking a lot about just America because it's the country I know the most about. And once again, I think we're the country that's doing the most damage to the world. But also, if we started wising up, we could we could be the leaders as far as meaning leaders like by example uh, of leading the world to freedom, so to speak. I mean, I'm not saying that we we're we're going to, we're like superheroes in America or anything, nothing, in nothing of the sort. But what, what I'm saying is, is, is that by example, we, if we Americans started aligning our behaviors with the good values that we claim to have, 
the world, I feel, would definitely follow along and not meaning like blindly following us. They would, it would be an awaken, worldwide awakening in consciousness as individuals, not, not this collective bullshit. I've been over that, that false collective entity. There is a collective, but it's a collective of individuals acting as individuals, what it needs, what it needs to happen. And, and once again, no, a paternal figure is not going to get it done, folks. It's not going to get it done. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to move on. It's, it's time to stop getting enamored by stupid fucking slogans. Okay, enough with this shit. I mean, my God, I mean, we, we, we got to start getting smarter. Start, you know, we, we, let's, let's start reading some books and like d good books, not bullshit books. Okay. Once again, I'll tell you a real good book. Uh, I'm, I'm working on right now. It's a uh, return of the God hypothesis by Stephen C. Meyer. This, this is a good one. And this Stephen C. Meyer, I'm going to look into his other books. He's got another book, uh, Darwin's doubt and uh signature in the cell. And I think he's got another one as well, but I, I'm man, this, this is some good stuff. This guy's done some big time fucking research, man. This guy's got a body of work, boy. Oh man, good, good shit. Um, but um, continuing on, we got to start to change how we process information and behave accordingly. Okay, these stupid slogans. What are these slogans? Euphemisms, metaphors, hyperboles. Euphemism is basically, in a sense, to just informally explain it. it's like sugarcoating something it's calling something that it that that it's not of course but it, it's not it's not a metaphor it, it's like a metaphor it, it, but it's not it's not necessarily a figure of speech it, it's 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 um like taking something in the example of of you know prime example i always use is is taxation that's a euphemism it's what is actually taxation when you look at it and, and, and see it for what it is it's it's robbery it's coercion it, it's it's duress but it's euphemized see euphemisms calling thing things calling basically calling things defining naming something giving something a name other than what it is, uh, I'll say it like that. I, I should. I got my dictionary right over there, but um, I'm not going to bother with that. But then you got metaphors. You got metaphors, figures of speech. A figure of speech, like uh, what when I think is Thomas. I think it was Thomas Jefferson was talking about in. Uh, in the early uh, days of the beginning of the American Republic, a wall of separation between church and state. And, you know, um, the founders didn't actually go outside and, and build an actual stone wall in between the state house and the, in, in the church. They, you know, it was a metaphor. It was a metaphor. It was a, a wall of separation. It wasn't an actual wall. It was just they're just describing the separation between church and state, which unfortunately um, there really is no ch separation between church and state. Just want to mention that. I don't want to go off on a, on a tangent though. And then you got the hyperboles, the exaggerations. Uh, a hyperbole is an exaggeration of something that, uh, an exaggeration of, of what 
the actual data can support like saying when somebody sees a bunch of food and, and they say oh that's an, uh, enough food to feed an army well that's an exaggeration because the data doesn't actually support that but so these euphemisms metaphors and hyperboles must be rejected when assessing problems and solutions in society see that's the that's one of the biggest problems we have in our society here in america and it sure this is everywhere in the world um these <clears throat> these using euphemisms using euphemisms so you have words that are that that are not that don't really describe what they are and legitimizing criminality so you got your euphemisms okay and, and legitimizing various nefarious activities you got your euphemisms calling things basically calling things what they're not or just calling things different names instead of calling something robbery call it it's called taxation and then you got metaphors people taking metaphors literally like mental illness mental illness that's a metaphor mental illness is a metaphor i'm not saying there aren't people who are suffering from psychological problems there's definitely there's definitely we definitely got that much more and that's increased in, in the past two years with all the bullshit and, and but mental illness itself that that that's a metaphor mental illness but we we talk about mental illness literally the disease of addiction we talk about that literally it's a, addiction is a disease that's a metaphor it's a metaphor hyperboles just exaggerating stuff and we use these euphemisms metaphors and hyperboles in assessing problems and and trying to find solutions in our society and we we have to <clears throat> we have to move away from that and these slogans are an exa are an example i mean these slogans are just just horseshit and the forward you know like the forward party not left not right forward oh fuck that that's stupid that's just dumb okay um and folks i i've been over this in past episodes slogans are marketed to the masses because they are vague and can mean many different things to many different people see when let me just see yeah slogans are nonsensical when you're talking to someone on one on a one-to-one -one basis that that's what you do with these slogans <clears throat> just take these slogans and and just try to 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 talk to a person on a one-to-one -one basis address a person singly with one of these slogans and you'll just see how stupid these slogans are i mean you know slogans once again they can mean many different things when when you market these vague slogans uh, make america great again okay make america great again uh, i think i'm just looking at my 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 bullet points yeah um make america great again is an example of something that sounds good it sounds good but is vague it's vague and i mentioned the concept of forward i mean that's idiotic what does that mean that's vague that can mean that can mean many different things to many different people but if i was to come up to you and and, and say you singly hey i'm gonna make 
your life great again say for example you would have a lot of questions you would be like well what do you mean my life great again why you know uh, my life's not great now you, you might be, get offended you mean I'm like what are you trying to say uh, I think my life's pretty great now what are you talking about um, and and you know what, what do you mean by again and, and what do you mean by great you'd have a lot of questions same with forward if I came up to just one person said hey man uh, not left not straight forward you would just be like what are you talking about dude once again because this is it's it's these slogans are used to to uh oh man i just saw something hold up all right i just had to i just got distracted for a second but um so these slogans they're they're used to manipulate the masses um uh, Gustav Le Bon uh, a psychologist uh, was was did a lot of research into these kind of uh, tactics uh, Edward Bernays talks about this in his uh, book propaganda these these slogans these slogans are used to manipulate the masses and we live in a society where people attached to these slogans they mean many different things to many different people then we take euphemisms metaphors and hyperboles literal and we we use that to address problems and and try to find solutions in our society and we get what we have now a, a clusterfuck i mean we're on the we meaning americans but you can apply this to the world we're on the brink of destruction I mean, look at all this. I mean, how many, how much do you hear in the media here in America talking about climate change, this climate change, that we're not doing fucking shit about anything related to helping our environment with, with maybe a couple small things that, that really, I mean, like the plastic bag shit, you know, I mean, that's good stuff, but I mean, that's, that's, that's a drop in a bucket compared to what we need to do. And keep, keep that in mind. You know, the ruling class constantly talks about climate change, climate change, climate change, but yet nothing ever gets done about anything related to the improvement of our environmental conditions. Nothing. It's all bullshit. But um, once again, I just want to, uh, my, my point is the whole idea of forward. Whole idea of forward, that's this third party, the forward party, okay, whatever. What does that mean? Well, I the reason why I pause is my next uh, little note here. I forgot to look this up again, but I'm pretty sure that once again, this forward party, this Andrew Yang and, and Miss Whitman here, Christine Whitman, I think uh, we here in New Jersey are familiar with Miss Whitman. Um, I'm pretty sure once again, I, I, I God. Damn it, I wanted, to, I wanted to look this up, and I forgot to look it up. Miss um, Whitman, I'm pretty sure, <clears throat> was a person in charge of the EPA, I think, during the 9-11 attacks. And I'm pretty sure 
I mean, I could be wrong. She was, I'm sure it was the EPA, but, <clears throat> but, um, um, once again, I didn't look it up, so I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was her, um, Miss Whitman that gave the clearance for the rescue and the, and the cleanup crews to operate after it, or after the attacks. And keep in mind, folks, what happened after that 9-11, um, while I'm not saying I don't think if there's people there in there that they saw that could be helped or saved that of course you go and you help those people but other than that cleaning up that that, that was the cleaning up of crime scene folks that was a cleaning up of a crime scene keep that in mind okay that was a cleaning up of a crime scene and also keep in mind I'm pretty sure once again I wanted to look the, I forgot to look all this stuff up yesterday uh, I was so busy um we're all busy, right? Um, I, uh, I'm pretty sure I read that more rescuers have died from the rescue and cleanup crews. More rescue and cleanup crew people have died since 9-11 than all the people who died on that day. I think it's something like 3,000 you know, died of different, you know, cancers and, and sicknesses and shit like that. And Miss Whitman, and I'm pretty sure it's Miss Whitman that gave the clearance to begin the cleanup process. And of course, that, that, that whole, that whole, uh, all of that rubble was toxic. Those people were just bathing in, in toxins and uh, didn't have proper protection equipment or none of that. And I'm pretty sure it was Miss Whitman. So keep that in mind, okay, with this forward party. Once again, I'll, I'll look today to just make sure. And But I'm pretty sure it was Miss Whitman. And I'll tell you, folks. Once again, you know, moving away from the left-right paradigm, it's a, that's showing some awareness, but keep in mind, like the article in The Guardian said, this, this party's being given to you. Keep that in mind. And Miss Whitman, I'm sure Miss Whitman is in the club, even if I'm wrong about this. This Yang and this Whitman, they're in, they're in the club. They're members of the club. Just, it's, it's a game. I'm going to get more into that. But I'm pretty sure it was her that gave the clearance for the rescue and the cleanup crews. And once again, you had a cleaning up of a crime scene. And you had people going into an area without proper protective gear. And, and just, it was absolutely toxic. Absolutely toxic. It's sad. 9-11 just really, just really breaks my heart, dude. It, it, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that, that we're, we're not wising up about this more. Just, just all those people that died on that day, man, not getting justice. I've been over this. I, I gotta go. I'm just going off on a quick little tangent. Um, I've been over this, uh, the original 9-11 truthers were not so as they're called conspiracy theorists that's 
That's another kind of like, I would say, a, a euphemism that's turned into like a euphemistic phrase, conspiracy. What does a conspiracy mean? Uh, two or more people getting together in a commission of a crime. What's a theory? It's a hypothesis. That's all it means. That's all it meant <clears throat> when it started being promoted in the media during the Kennedy assassination. You know, and of course now people think, I guess the, I'll call it the two words are being euphemized, I guess, uh, uh, as um, conspiracy theory, meaning uh, either what crazy people think about or uh, uh, false. And people actually now think that it means false. It's crazy. It's crazy. But um, that just it just it just makes me so sad that people aren't wising up more to that 9/11 man. We really got yoked. We Americans and the world got yoked. But we Americans mainly got yoked on that one. We got yoked real bad. Because there's just, there's so many things about 9-11 that just the, the investigations, the NIST investigation, that was all insiders. That was all Bush insiders. And I'm, just, I'm going off on a little tangent because it just, <clears throat> just it just uh, really breaks my heart, that 9-11. That 9-11 is just, man, we got to, we, we got We got we got to come come together, Americans, and demand some real answers there for those people who died on that day, man. All those people that died on that day, and I know people, I know people just can't wrap their minds around the fact that that could have been a collaboration involving elements in <clears throat> my voice is cracking up in the American government. Because once again, people attach that conspiracy theory, uh, redefining of words there, um, to that. Sad. All right, enough of that tangent. Um. So, what is the money raising really all about? You know, all this stuff with. Uh, they, how they show in these elections, oh, uh, Biden has this amount of money, Trump has this amount of money, and whoever else, and all that money raising, folks. You know, it, it's all about lobbyists getting favors, okay? And I want to I want, I mention this because keep in mind that voters are lobbyists, okay? Voters are lobbyists, especially the left-right voters. They're lobbyists. And people, that, that's what a lot of people don't, don't realize. People just think of the lobbyists as the, the, the wealthy and the rich. And no, your average voter is a lobbyist. Okay. And um, I'm just reading my bullet point here. I don't know why I wrote this. So, yeah, um, there's a difference between lobbyists and special interests. Okay, uh, I'm, 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 this is my uh, take on it. I say the main point is propagating information and reaching the most people. Okay, let me just uh, let me put a hold on that because that, that's another thought. Um, there's I want I'm staying on a lobbyist. The special interests those are the wealthy people that really control the whole process. Okay, the vested interest, special interest. Uh, um, and then, of course, yes, the special interests are a lot of the, the people who just uh, 
give money to these politicians and so that rules called laws will be passed that favor them <clears throat> their businesses and their their plans to control whatever they want to control and but you got lobbyists lobbyists are voters lobbyists are voters folks people on the left vote because they want the violence of government to do certain things that they like and the people on the right vote because they want the violence of government to do certain things that they like that's what it is it's all violence I've been through that politics is violence and and it's it's majority rule violence well just keep that in mind that lobbyists aren't just the, the wealthy and rich people they're their average voter so moving on so this ties into a bit with the money raising okay this ties in with the money raising because the main point is propagating information and reaching to most people and and unfortunately the voice of the lie the ruling class <clears throat> with their puppets mainly the left-right politicians and even these even this forward party I say they're they're a part of this they're puppets and they're they're just they're just a, a basically like a, a throwing a wrench into the whole thing I guess so to speak um, but <clears throat> I'm just gonna clear my throat here um, the point is getting information out to the most people and that's that's what these people have the money to do okay this is why this is why there needs to be millions of independent researchers doing the great work to counter this advantage okay this is what I've talked about before see the ruling class has unlimited funds there's more than enough people out there that are willing to take a paycheck to read a script and and, and this is a lot of it's something that a lot of people just just can't deal with these weather these 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 uh these weather forecasters they just get their scripts and read it these weather forecasters aren't stupid they can look up in the sky and, and see that these airplanes are filling the sky with God knows what. Sometimes completely blocking out the sun, some, you know, most of the time partially blocking the sun. The, the, these weather forecasters can look up in the sky and, and see that the sky is full of, full of particles. That's not, everyone can see this, folks. Everyone can see this. But and that, that that just really just makes me sad that people once again this is a little bit of a tangent that people just look up and, and just will choose to just be willfully ignorant and just move on with their day and just not even want to say something about that but once again that's a tangent back to back to the uh back to the script readers these these the, you know the money raising the these these wealthy the people who are controlling at least on a lower level the whole political process I absolutely think this goes much higher I think this goes all the way uh, <clears throat> what's his name um, Edward G Griffin G Edward, G Edward G Edward Griffin talks about um, rings rings of, of, of I always I always refer to this uh, um, chain of command as compartmentalized chain of command but 
but G. Edward Griffin refers to it as rings. There's, there's the wide outer ring and then each ring inside of that goes all the way down to one final small little ring of people, which is a small group of people controlling all of those outer rings. And some people refer to it as the pyramid. I just I refer to it just as compartmentalized. There's just different compart compartmentalized, like the military. Um, and I do think that there are a small group of people controlling everything. But once again, I think it's good for us to know that. I think these. I think where where are these people? I think probably the Vatican. Uh, royals, royal, royal, uh, uh, Brit uh, British and, and European royalty. Um, I think uh, Mecca, Jerusalem. I think that that's where you, you look to find these individuals. So once again, these individuals are people that we'll never see. But once again, going a couple rungs down the compartmentalized chain are these wealthy industrialists and their puppets, the politicians. And... <clears throat> These wealthy industrialists have just, they, they run the world's monetary system. So they have unlimited funds and they have more than enough political puppets willing to do, do their bidding. And these political puppets have people that are willing to do their bidding. Look at these IRS agents. All these people who just can't wait to, to oh boy, this is a good job. Uh -huh, I get good benefits to, to be a enforcer for the IRS and kick people's doors in and violently accost people because they messed up on their tax, on their fucking tax returns. More than enough people willing to, 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 to do the bidding of evil for not even millions of dollars for a fucking paycheck. That's all. That's why we need millions of independent researchers to counter this because they have the money, but we have the numbers. They meaning the wealthy industrialists, I'll just say, I'll go down to that uh, compartmentalized uh, uh, compartment or uh, that ring, that close inner ring not not the inner inner ring uh, as far as i think but you know very close inner ring of the rings of power um but that's why we, you know we independent researchers have to reach the masses which includes the voters that's why i'm doing this you, you think i really like i mean folks th this is this podcast is about natural law this this podcast is about laws that are inherent, immutable, and exist universally in our universe. The laws of gravity, laws of motion, behavioral laws, the laws of correspondence, as a, you know, morality corresponds with freedom. Immorality corresponds with, with violence, chaos, and slavery. That's what this is about. But I'm trying, I mean, I've said this in past podcasts, even once again, like I talked about in the beginning, it's about values. We have to value objective morals. We have to value natural laws. We have to value our natural world. And we have to align our behaviors with that. And 
we have to understand that that morality is objective and no matter what solution <clears throat> no matter what solution we implement even if it is even if the majority of people can't get away from the politics either participating in the voting process as lobbyists as dupes participating in a poll p-o-l-l -L, a statistical poll but even if we can't get away from that once again people voting and people at least maybe not voting but at least thinking that a human ruling class is le legitimate and necessary they just want the human ruling class to to I guess I don't know chill out um, we have to begin to understand natural behavior laws we have to begin to understand that morality is objective and we have to begin to align our behaviors with that I talked a little bit about that I never really made it much through my walking the tightrope series I I you know was just just really getting beat up I was working a lot of hours at the at the restaurant that I was working at and I was really just I was really beat up and tired and I, I really lost my steam there on the walk in the tightrope series because I, I was even thinking about the walk in the tightrope the other day just we have to just start at least walking that tightrope so to speak um, uh, and start to alleviate our fears and, and start having a little more courage to align our behaviors with more objective morals uh, once again even like with the meat eating like just going back to that real quick just like maybe having the courage to say you know what from now on I'm just gonna I'll cut out all meat eating at, 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 at breakfast at breakfast that's a walking the tightrope type solution that'll, that'll eliminate a lot of suffering that that, that has good benefits if just if just if just we were all we Americans were all just to say you know what at breakfast from now on no more meat or, or people of the world whatever that's a walk in a tight road tight solution <clears throat> no matter what we implement we have to start to begin to understand that morality is subjective and we have to start to align our behaviors with our good with the good values that we say we have and I don't think that forward party does it <clears throat> so I'm just looking at my bullet point here and you know you got really two elements of what we call government um, generally that I see are constructs in people's minds I would say and the one component is the religious side that promotes the idea of a ruling class and a subordinate class and then the other component is the more practical part where people just uh think of how are we going to run our society and stuff like that and that's that that the latter is not overly terrible it's really that's what we have to get rid of the idea of running our society we have to when we look at running our society we have to get rid of the religious side the idea of the ruling class and the subordinate class we have to get rid of that that's what we have to get rid of we have to get rid of the whole religious side and and really a lot of people say oh you know the government they work for us and all that stuff and I mean once again 
I'm all for having people in society that that uh, run certain things. I mean, hiring people to maintain our water systems and stuff. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. It, but once again, you have to remove the religious side, and and that's what people say. Oh, the a lot of I was listening to some stuff stuff uh, the other day, and, and this guy's saying, oh, you know, these these politicians they work for us. Well, no, they don't. <laughs> No, they don't, because you have the religious side of the belief in government, which is the idea of a ruling class and a subordinate class, when really all government really truly should be is self-government. I govern myself and I govern nobody else. But, you know, we do have the other component of what is people's in the constructs in people's minds of what is called government, and that is the, the running of our, of our society. I mean, how many, I mean, how many times... Have I said to people, government is violence. We don't we don't need these people. And then the next thing they say to me is, well, what will we do about the roads? You know, it's always what do we do about the roads? Well, they're the same people who always worked on the roads or work on the roads, and we can pay them voluntarily. But I mean, um, you got to get rid of that religious side, that religious component. And then we, we can we can run our societies. We can do this. It's going to take a little bit more work, but we can have people that represent, I'll say, the public. But of course, once again, they have to have the same values that, that the public has, and we all have to have the same values. And once again, it'll never happen unless we begin to understand that morality is objective and that as a society behaves more morally, you get more freedom and vice versa. Immorality, you get more violence, chaos, and slavery. They're both intertwined. Both, both of those correspondences. People have to understand that. And people can't make that separation in their mind. They can't make the separation from a ruling class and a subordinate class and people who fix potholes in the fucking road. And they're really not the same. It's just... All that's been intertwined together and we got to extricate that and we have to align our behaviors with the good values that we say we have and there's really what it is is you have the religion and then you have just actual people you have to remove the religion you have to remove the 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 idea that there's a ruling class the master class and a slave class. Got to remove that once again. And a lot of times people get mixed up with that, what they think, oh, we're their rulers. The politicians aren't our rulers. We're their rulers. Well, nobody should be anybody's fucking rulers. Okay. You got to you got to get that idea of a ruling class and, and a slave class out of the mind, out of the mind. And then we can start running our society. And this is not easy. And I can't do this myself, you know. But, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's finishing on my coffee. Um, you got to remove, got to remove the religion from the actual practical people. You got to remove the religion from the people. People are just people. I mean, yeah, these politicians, they're rich people and all that stuff, but what are they really rich with? Digits on, digits on a screen. Pieces of paper. 
When you strip all the religions away, all they are is just people, and all we are is just people. And I might talk a little bit more about this, because I think this is this is this is a good point, because many people don't even really know even what government is. Like, what is government? Well, it's 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 a belief system. It's a construct in the mind. That's why people get that mixed up. Once again, like I said, people get mixed up with a ruling class and a slave class mixed up with people who fix potholes in the road, with, with people who uh, work on the sewers and stuff like that. And the, the, while that's all part of that constructural idea, which once again, it starts as an idea and then it manifests in, in, our, in our world. But if we remove that religion, we can really start doing something. We can really start, we can really start becoming free. You know, you gotta, gotta remove those religions. What are religions? They're, they're belief systems that hold us back from truth. That's what religions are designed to do. Hold people back from the truth. That's why people react like when they react, when, oh no, there's no ruling class, no government. Well, who's going to fix the roads? That's why people react like that. That's that connection. You got to break that connection. You got to break the connection from people who fix potholes in a road and people who dictate commands and have enforcers enforce their violence. Big difference. Big difference. And maybe we could start to see that a little bit more in the idea of a third party. Let me move into just the article. I was, I wanted to, it doesn't look like I'm going to get to my next article, but at least I'll finish this one up. So I'll just finish this up. I was going to start working on an article on Dr. Null, Gary Null's website. I was going to start talking about that, but I'll probably do that in the next episode. I don't think I'm going to get, going to get there. But I'm just going over this again, the Forward Party uh, article in The Guardian, uh, British newspaper. I'm pretty sure it's a British newspaper. Um, so you got the... Yeah, um, I thought I had something I want to say, but I, I, I guess I don't. I'll probably remember uh, later. But um, so I'm just going to just once again, paraphrasing from the article here, just a couple things that I was looking at yesterday that kind of stood out to me. And uh, of course, like I mentioned in the last episode, the two dominant parties, this is from the article, also have huge structural advantages, the mailing list, the email address, the existing supporters. Once again, that's what that's what I talked about with the independent researchers. We independent researchers have to counter that. And the way we counter that is with millions of independent researchers getting the information out, trying to wake people up, trying to wake people up to objective morality, trying to wake people up to let people know that, that, that these, these laws exist in nature. And as people behave more moral, we'll get more freedom. As we behave more immoral, we become more chaotic, violent, violent, chaotic, and enslaved. And... Of course, from the article, it says that the U.S. election system just isn't set up to accommodate a third party. I, I think I even mentioned that. that that's, that's by design. Um, once again, this, uh, let's see, I'm just looking at, <clears throat> I, I think I went over all this. 
So I don't want to beat this up too much. Um, I'm just looking at the article here. You know, it says the party's mission. I mentioned that not right, not not left, not right, forward. That's the that's the slogans. That's the bullshit slogans. That's horseshit. It means fucking nothing. Like make America great again. What does that mean? I mean that that's that's actually a, a not bad slogan. I, I, I'll give it, I'll give it that. But um, once again, what does that mean? Great, great for who? Who who's 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 uh, promoting the slogan? Uh, multi-millionaire, billionaire. I mean, what's he going to make America great for? You know, when was America great before? I mean, you know, it's just there. Once again, they're they're used to manipulate the masses. And we got to start thinking individually and looking at these slogans that how ridiculous they are if you were to 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 use these slogans one-on-one -on -one with another person who who had a brain um so i mean this is just mostly all bullshit here from the article i'm just looking at the article um the one of these experts here is, is just talking about basically shitting on the third party idea which politics is just politics is just a religion folks it really is it's what it is it holds people back from the truth we're getting held back from the truth and we're not even able to extricate ourselves just from the left right paradigm within the context of this religion and, and start to move away from it we're stuck in that <clears throat> but um but then, of course, it there's this uh, political so-called academic expert, which talks about, uh, uh, you know what, this is what I want to talk about uh, from the article. The forward party is yet to lay out a detailed platform, but once it does set out its positions on divisive issues like abortion, social security tax cuts, this expert said, some of that middle is going to disagree with other parts of the middle and then the huge middle is no longer huge all this stuff they're just saying how the third party whole idea is not going to work and once again divisive that's that's a key there divisive issues that's what that's what politics is all about divisive issues <clears throat> not that there's i have I, I absolutely think that we could all work together people that don't agree on everything can work together folks okay I know people uh, who completely disagree with each other but still work together on a common mission of, of trying to get to the truth. We can all disagree with each other, but as long as we have a common mission, we understand that morality is objective. We understand that, that we want to get to the truth. We can work together even if we all disagree. And abortion is just, they use the... the, the, the <clears throat> The public relations people use these divisive issues as as weapons. They wield them as weapons. And abortion's a big one. And folks, let me tell you something about abortion. Okay? Morality is objective. And abortion is it's the it's the devaluation of life. That's the main problem with abortions. Devaluation of life. It's devaluation of creation itself. Creation itself is a miracle. I mean, yeah, we humans, we can have sex, but the actual, and, and, and then that'll start the creation process, but we don't do that creation process. That creation process is a power greater than all of us. 
okay? And the creation of a life, we have to begin to value that. And we have to begin to value the creation of life and we have to begin to value bodily sovereignty. We have to begin to value um, um, objective morality, which is do not initiate physical harm to another sentient being. Don't support that, don't facilitate it. And with abortion, when we interfere with the creation of a life, when, when intelligent beings interfere with that, intentionally especially, <clears throat> there's going to be consequences. There's going to be consequences. There's individual consequences, which I would say possibly psychological and possibly even physical. As far as, you know, there could be damage to the body from um, removing, uh, you know, a pregnancy and shit like that. Um, but the main consequences are when a society accepts the termination of life and it becomes ubiquitous in society. As a society becomes more immoral, that society will become more enslaved. As that practice becomes more common in society, that society they'll become they'll that'll determine the levels of morality and immorality in the society, and determine the levels of freedom or slavery in that society. And as far but in the same in that same respect. We humans have free will and all free will decisions should not be interfered with. The, the free will decisions of these women to choose whether to abort or not, that should not be interfered with. And unfortunately, whatever these women choose and whatever we choose to accept as a society, there will be consequences for that. And as the practice of abortion becomes more ubiquitous in, a, ubiquitous in a society, there'll be consequences. And the consequences will be uh, related to the devaluation of life and the devaluation of bodily sovereignty. So in sum, when it comes to abortion, there are consequences for terminating the beginning of life. However, all free, all humans, in this case, you know, with abortions is women, all women must be permitted to make free will choices unhindered. If their choice is to abort, then that's their choice. And the consequence, the, the consequences will be the consequences, especially if it becomes ubiquitous in a, a large societal practice. The, the consequences will be much more pronounced. So really, that's really it. Abortion comes down to values. It comes down to valuing life and it comes to valuing free will. That's what it's about. And if we can meet there in the middle, valuing, learning to value life more and free will more, we can work, or we, we can work through situations maybe where a woman is raped and she wants to terminate that pregnancy. That that's her decision. I mean, we can work through this stuff. And if we started to begin to value life more, and value bodily sovereignty more, I think this abortion issue would really 
basically just wane and it wouldn't be a large issue. It wouldn't be something that's ubiquitous in society. But once again, it's about values. We have to value life. We have to value life itself and creation itself. And we have to value free will. And we have to value bodily sovereignty. And we have to understand that all free will choices should never be interfered with. And if some, and in the case of say, well, people say, oh, so like like the 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 guy who criticized my uh, article about uh, freedom versus tyranny, um, the guy Ralph Thayer, he said, oh, we're are we just supposed to allow people to do whatever we want and and they want and well, yes, but once again, if somebody chooses to initiate physical harm to another sentient being, we punish that person. If somebody chooses to engage in violence against someone, the person, the victim has the right to kill that person. We punish them. We punish them in society. We punish people who physically harm others in society. And we do do a lot of that now. But unfortunately, when you have a ruling class and a slave class, you have people that are committing crimes and are getting away with it, many of them in broad daylight. That has to stop. That's where the devaluation of life leads. Once again, back to abortion. If we can find that middle ground in those three main values, bodily sovereignty, creation, life itself, and free will, I think we could, we could work through that. Good luck. And then Social Security. Social Security is bullshit. That's horseshit. Okay, I don't even think there is social security. And once again, folks, all social security is we're all just we're all we're all just uh, uh, investments on the, on the fucking stock market. We Americans, we're, we're all just I bet this applies to the world as well. We're all just investments on Wall Street, on the stock market, all that social security bullshit, social security numbers. That's your concentration camp fucking number. That's your company number. It's all bullshit. And then tax cuts. Folks, there even, shouldn't even be fucking taxes, okay? Taxes shouldn't even exist, the euphemism, right? Um, it shouldn't even exist. All monetary contributions should be voluntary. Fucking bullshit. So, I'm just looking from at the article again. Um, I'm just looking at this fucking stupid article. Uh... Why did I pick it? Because it's about a third party, you know? We, we, we got to walk away, at least try to get some awareness w within the context of the religion of politics. Uh, and that's what I do. I try to dive into these religions and metaphorically dive. Um, okay. There's just a statement from the forward party that they're not like the left-right and all that bullshit. Um, and then, looks like they're just talking about how in the article that people are hungry for a new solution and of course the public relations people are going to offer it to them. That's my interpretation of it. Moving on. So I'm going to wrap this up here. Uh, so they're just talking about how this third party will compete. This is the article with Democrats and Republicans, once again, talking about that money, talking about that money. Money doesn't mean nothing, folks. We don't, we could, folks, 
just people just get enamored in this religion. We could run our own societies ourselves. And once again, all of us independent researchers, we need to get out. We need to get out and start getting this information out there to people. We need millions of voices to counter the money of this whole political process. Um, and even this forward party is really kind of like a, a kind of like a, what I'm talking about there a little bit in the sense of the third parties kind of like an independent researcher so to speak and, and they have to compete against the, the 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 big interests and once again that shows you that the answer is not in a political party the answer is in all of us people waking up that that's how we counter this that's how we counter this that's how we counter all their millions and billions we all we we the people wake up and we align our behaviors with the good values that we claim to have and just more bullshit i'm looking at the article here it says in the article most third parties have failed yeah no shit um and yang and whitman are saying here's why theirs will work and of course that's that there's a, they're talking about a, a washington post op-ed so they don't get into it much um they have the link there you had to click, click on the link so once again more bullshit talking about guns and forward uh, i'll i'll read this uh quote literally uh um from the article uh, on guns forward suggested that most americans are rightfully worried in quotes rightfully worried by the far right's insistence on eliminating gun laws but don't agree with the calls for the left to confiscate all guns and repeal the second amendment and there there you have it folks i mean folks second amendment the right of the citizenry to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed that that's it <clears throat> i'm no i'm no lover of the constitution but i mean you know that's that's in line with natural behavioral laws and that amendment second amendment and um and th there you have it and once again this is just a this is just all this is all manipulation and then you got another expert historian here from the article saying that um that they're just just really just shitting on a third party basically um and it says of course the, that they can have an impact and yeah of course they can have an impact but that's not what I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> that's not what I wanted to finish up with here. I want to finish up with, uh, from the article, this, this is a real good one. Uh, let me just look at this. Uh, it says, uh, there's a, from the article, uh, a person that's a, a professor of political science at Valadosta State University uh, has a book about third parties and shit um and uh, uh i'm just going to continue on um this this uh political science professor from valdosa state university has a book the demise and rebirth of american third parties poised for political revival with a question mark um this person says it's always built on built on outrage it's uh i'm guessing politics they're talking about and boy is that not <laughs> that that's dead on and it has to be where the public is galvanized okay and that's that's what it's all about i think i got some seagulls going past my house here um i live by the the bay in new jersey in the united states um 
it's it's always built on outrage absolutely I, there was something i wanted to mention here but i'm gonna i'm gonna continue going from the article um they the third parties emerge really uh suddenly and and attack the two other parties and pull voters away from them that's that's where uh that one historian professor was talking about that third parties can have an impact and um and then this person says the two parties left and the right then respond and they respond by taking away the issue bases that the third party is trying to use and you know that's making the third party successful this is from the article and then they take those away and the major parties change and then the third party fizzles out uh that's my uh paraphrasing um and that's the game it's all a game folks it's all a game i mean that's what these people are telling you these people are telling you right to your face that this whole process is just a public relations it's it's like uh edith star miller said in occult theocracy the 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 privilege of the vote is a farce it, it's 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 all a game it's all a sham it's all a sham and then this forward has pledged from the article this forward has pledged to reflect moderate common sense majority that doesn't sound too bad but how about <clears throat> unfortunately the majority doesn't understand object that immorality is objective the the majority doesn't understand that a uh in a moral behavior is when someone initiates physical harm to another sentient being when someone someone supports that and facilitates that so the 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 majority of people don't understand that as a society becomes more immoral that society will become more enslaved and and more moral more free they don't understand these things they don't understand bodily sovereignty they don't understand the the miracle of creation of life they don't understand free will and that we have to allow people to make free will choices unhindered they don't understand this stuff so what the fuck is this going to do i mean once again hey i mean it's great that that there there's people wanting to look away from the left right paradigm but we got to wake up more but once again if you can't let go of politics or the idea of a ruling class at least it'd be nice if you could look towards some kind of third party i would say this forward is is an absolute big time public relations move but um i just uh <clears throat> i'm looking at the article and it says, uh, I, don't, I, I'm, I don't know what context this is in, but the way they're presenting themselves is from the article, they don't have a galvanizing message. That's what this, this is all about, outrage, galvanization. That's what it's all about. This whole process is about divide, divide and conquer, divide and conquer. And even if it's a left, right, and then even another divide, it's all about dividing people. And we have to come together where where this is where this uh professor says from the article in quotes simply saying hey you know let's all get together and work together is barely something that gets people running on the streets protesting i don't exactly know completely what they're trying to say there <clears throat> but i will say that i mean and it sounds cynical and really I mean, I don't know, that, that may even be mockery because really that's the solution, getting together and working together. And we're not all going to agree on everything, but we should at least agree on the core values that I mentioned. 
we got to agree on those core values. Life, creation, our environment, bodily sovereignty, free will. We got to come together and agree on those values and work out our differences. I think that's kind of like mockery. And the whole idea that politics is built on outrage, I've been over that, galvanized, it, it's bullshit, man. And then once again, people, once again, hey, let's all get together and work together. People don't want to do that. People want to fight. People want to hate. People want violence. That's what Americans want. It's a devaluation of life. Americans, violence is in everything we do. Violence is in everything we Americans, you can apply this to the world, but we Americans, very pronounced violence in the media, violence, movies, violence, that's the media, but you know, violence, violence everywhere. We're, we're as children, we're, we're taught to, to subjectively value various lives. The lives of our cat and dog, we're taught to value those lives and love those animals, but then the pig that was violently killed and is now in the oven cooking that life doesn't have as much value that animal life doesn't have as much value as the lives of, of our, of our uh, cats and dogs you know we're taught all, we're, we're taught subjective values of life we're disconnected we're dis we're the children immediately automatically disconnected from the violence of, of, of the killing of animals that 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 makes that food possible the the, the we're, we're disconnected from the violence. Same with, same with how we're disconnected from the violence of what the American military goes over to other countries and does. What 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 economic sanctions do? Five hundred thousand Iraqi children died in between the the first Gulf War, euphemized as a Gulf War, the slaughter, and then in between the the 9/11 Iraq War and, and five hundred thousand Iraqi children. The economic sanctions in the middle, in between those two events. The 500,000 Iraqi children, little ones, babies. Nobody wants to get together and work together and understand that we all, we're all not going to agree on everything, but we have to start understanding that we have to stop devaluing life and start cherishing life. We have to stop devaluing life and start cherishing life. That's a start. And you good fucking luck. Because all people want, like this, like this uh, professor of politics said, it's, all, it's about outrage. People just want to hate each other. People just want violence to, to be done against each other. All radicalization. And even though maybe some people looking at the third party kind of concept want to move away from all that, which is good, but I don't think this forward party is 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 the way for you to go. But uh, oh man, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, be done here. Uh, yeah, this this is enough. That'll be it for this uh, article about the forward party from the Guardian here. Um. Maybe, you know what, I'm looking at that last statement. Maybe possibly that person is saying that, uh, you know, when people work together and stuff, people aren't going to 
that's not going to build the outrage and, and galvanize people and, and get people supposedly out on the streets protesting that because that's kind of what they want the the ruling class wants people to come to the state house with their picket signs and beg for for um beg for mercy and all that shit you know maybe that maybe that's what that little st last statement was saying but uh i don't know well there's your third party folks